Hello, hello, happy Tuesday or whatever day of the week it is. This is your host, Julie, of the Strong with Julie podcast. Guys, I'm so happy that you're back and that we can talk. It has been a week. So last time we talked, it was last Monday. And last Monday was my birthday. So birthday celebrations went well. I feel like I'm still recovering from all the drinking that I did that weekend and like eating out. My body is just now coming back around. So I feel like if you've had like maybe a party weekend or it was a special event, like give yourself a good seven days of, you know, not nitpicking at yourself. Like I just made sure to wear baggy t-shirts and just like leggings and a baggy t-shirt or spandex and bagging t-shirts like to the gym just because I felt a little bloated and uncomfy in my clothes. So I'd wanted to pre-plan not feeling like uncomfortable in my body wow we like really jumped right into it I don't know I guess my heart and soul was just on that topic right now like the whole body image thing but besides that it's been a good week honestly I woke up in a better mood this morning and I got my workout in I trained my aunt and I am finalizing some things for my online coaching applications are opening very soon very very soon sooner than you think okay people are dming me and asking me sooner than you think you guys know i'm a perfectionist so i want everything to be perfect before i launch and make sure that i'm supplying you guys with like the best coaching in the whole entire world i become best friends with all my clients so i want to make sure that i'm fully equipped to continue doing so like right now When I was in school, I kept my uh, team really low because I wanted to make sure that I could give them the proper time and coaching while I was still in school. So I I was very balancing my time, but now I'm out of school. So I'm like, okay, give me all the gals. Give me a big team. I want a big fit fam, and this is going to be amazing. Um, But yeah, I'm really excited for it to launch soon. So that's a little update on that. And then my birthday this past week. Um, And then this weekend, like this Saturday, Sunday, I was very chill, like laid low. Uh, You guys know I use those little green relief products. I was was like, took a little puff at like 6pm every single night, read my book, watched Anatomy of a Scandal, so good on Netflix, Um, did my face routine, ice rolled my face a lot, and just went to bed. I just needed some chill, non-social weekend. Do you guys ever feel that way? Like, sometimes if I have a non-social weekend and I look on Snapchat or Instagram and I see that people are out, I'll get upset and I'll have FOMO, but this weekend I just saw people out and I was like, yep, I do not want to be there. I made the right decision. I'm staying in. So that was my introverted self this weekend. Update on like training programs and that kind of stuff for myself. Right now I'm trying to do a little bit more cardio with like summer coming up. So I upped it to like three to four times a week with the Stairmaster. I posted my Stairmaster routine on Instagram and it's literally only 10 minutes. Thank goodness. And then my step goals between 10 to 12,000 steps a day because it's getting nicer out in Connecticut. So I want to take walks outside and stuff like that. Food-wise, I'm honestly being pretty intuitive. I have, like, a lot of events coming up. This coming Sunday is my graduation, and I just know there's a lot of graduation parties, this, that, and I don't want to put myself on a strict macro-counting diet right now because I just know that I'm going to be eating out a lot. So I'm just being intuitive, being cautious. I know how to, um, like, kind of, like, mentally track protein, carbs, and fats that I'm getting in and just being focused on those whole foods. So that's what food and fitness is looking like for me. This week's episode is really fun. I actually got to sit down with one of my past co-workers. Her name is Alyssa um, at Holistic Liss on Instagram and she is so sweet and she's so knowledgeable and I honestly like took notes on during this episode just because she gave you like little tools that you can apply today for like creating a healthy healthy lifestyle. So I think you guys are really going to like this one. Um, but yeah, I am going to leave you guys at that. I hope you enjoy this episode and here's Alyssa. Hi guys, welcome back to the Strong with Julie podcast. Today I have a very special guest and actually one of my former colleagues. I have Alyssa on the podcast. Alyssa, can you say hello? Hello guys, it's so nice to be here. So Alyssa's Instagram is holisticless, right? Holisticless? 
Yeah. And she is the aesthetic queen. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today and share her story and give you guys some tips. Um, she does. Wait, tell them what you're certified in. Because so I have my bachelor's of science in dietetics. Um, I'm a certified holistic nutritionist, certified personal trainer, um, and I have a certification in functional metabolism and nutrition. We have that together, I think. <laughs> yeah, like the hormone one. Yeah. yeah, the hormone one. Fun time, fun time. But yeah, I want to start off with, honestly, because I'm just curious, like what your fitness journey has looked like, because I feel like I never really got to hear it. So if you want to walk us through that, I'm not sure when it started, but you can go way back when. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a journey. So I would say I was always active as a kid. Um so I actually started doing dance at the age of four. So I was in like all types of dance from four to like 24. I did ballet, hip hop, cheer, um, just everything. And then I did kickboxing for a solid 10 years during that time too. Cause my dad was like, you're too girly. <laughs> some, some self-defense stuff there. Um, and then after I stopped doing dance in college, I feel like it was my second or third year of college. I stopped doing dance just because I got really into my dietetics program and like lots of studying and like having to actually buckle down. I didn't have any time for anything else. So I kind of stopped working out for a really good amount of time. Like I would get to the gym here and there, but it wasn't anything too seriously. Like I would kind of dabble in weight training and then I was like no I don't want to get too bulky that you know mentality yeah. of the early 2000s um so it was more like a lot of cardio I had a personal trainer for a hot minute I didn't really get into strength training and then after I graduated college I just like having that like downward spiral of like be really consistent for a couple weeks and then like not work out for months and then like just that back and forth yeah. so it really wasn't until the pandemic hit that one I had a lot of stress from my wedding getting canceled what like losing my job like just lots of things that happened to me um where I just like really like let my health dwindle like I stopped really eating healthy which is my entire life so like when I stopped taking care of myself it was like it was bad yeah. um and like, my mental health was super terrible and I finally was like I had enough of having this like back and forth you know, like yo-yo cycle of taking care of myself and then stopping. So I want to really like commit and be consistent. Um, so yeah, since then I've consistently like hit the gym five times a week. I haven't missed a day really, unless I was like sick or something like that. Um, really, you know, practice balance and eating, like still going out and having fun and enjoying myself, but like really trying to focus on whole foods and it's been like a complete one like yeah like the strongest I've ever been probably like the healthiest I've ever been my mental health is in a way better spot um and I I mean it just took a really long time to get there because I mean there's a lot of seasons that happened in my life like different breakups and jobs and getting through school and now I'm like stable in my career and my relationship like yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> And what got you interested in going into dietetics? I'm curious about that. Like, what when you were being raised, were your parents very, like, food and nutrition focused? Is that what drew you to it? Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I grew up in, in a Hispanic household. Um, so we didn't really have, like, a whole ton of money. You know, we kind of just did what we could to survive. Um, Beans and rice? <laughs> did you have lots of beans and rice my mom's from oh, Brazil yeah. oh, no it's so funny I I cannot stand rice like don't give me Mexican rice because I'm like nope I won't eat it <laughs> that's funny yeah my mom's from Brazil so when we were growing up it was like beans rice and some sort of protein done dinner yeah. done easy yeah we we did a lot of interesting things for food and again like I'm very grateful because at least we had food mm -hmm. um but there's a lot of like diabetes and heart disease in my family 
So that's kind of like why I started getting interested in nutrition just because oh. I wanted to kind of help my family, you know, not have those issues or at least help them, you know, deal with those issues. Um, so actually in high school, it was my senior year of high school, I took a like intro to nutrition class um, and I got like really into nutrition that year. Um, well, what I thought was healthy eating because it was, again, like mid- 2010s yeah. <laughs> like really early 2010s um and there was still a lot of like fad diet mentality as a young 17 year old um but that's kind of you know what like jump started that so then I applied and got into a dietetics program at San Francisco State mm-hmm. and then that took forever to get because it's a very impacted program but that's when I really like started deep diving into nutrition and stuff like that that's awesome and do you feel like when when you did start learning about nutrition and you were trying to like help your family, is that hard? Because I feel like for me, I have a completely different lifestyle than every single person in my house and like my family. And it's like when I first started and tr- would try to like tell them, not tell them what to do, but like get them to kind of move their body more, eat more green stuff, they kind of resented it even more. And at this point, I just like, don't even say anything but I'll if I'm making something and they're like oh it smells good I'll be like oh I can make you some too and it's kind of like that do you do you find that like your family was kind of hesitant for your lifestyle change oh absolutely so when I like was nearing my grad like about to graduate um I would, you know, like try to give them tips or, you know, we would talk about something and the topic of, you know, like something being gluten-free or something like that would come up and I would try to correct them or like educate them on that. And they're like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I know. It's just like, okay. Yeah. This isn't about to be like my profession, but okay, sure. Um, and they would never work out. And now it's really funny because I feel like just as the years have gone on, um, they're starting to listen to me a lot more and be more open-minded. And they actually like work out religiously now, like never miss a day. I mean, you know, obviously they check rest us, but like yeah. really into their fitness journey now and like trying to eat a little bit more health consciously and like getting more veggies in. Yeah. So definitely have come a long way. <laughs> yeah. That gives me faith and hope. And how about with your husband? Like, how is that? Is he into healthy eating or is he like you, everything that you make tastes good so he doesn't care? <laughs> kind of. So we actually met in our undergrad. So he was actually getting his bachelor's in kinesiology. Oh. Um, yeah. So so we met in microbiology and he was actually really into like strength training when I first met him. He was like, oh, you're going to the gym. Um, it was kind of my fault that he stopped going to the gym because like, let's hang out, <laughs> <laughs> you know, do college things. Um, so yeah. So when I first met him, though, he would eat like the three same things all the time. It was plain pasta with like some garlic and chicken. Or he would eat a bagel and cream cheese and coffee for breakfast and maybe like the occasional pizza and that was it or some steak. And that was all he he ate. And if I try to get him to eat any other kind of veggie, he was like, hell no, (laughs) we're not doing that. Um, So, I mean, we've been together for eight years now. So he's definitely come around to being a lot more open-minded with food. And now anything that I eat or that I make, he's going to eat. And that's that. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like that's one of my non-negotiables when I re-enter the dating world is like the person that I'm with has to live a healthy lifestyle or else like what is that going to look like, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I would be a little bit more open-minded to it, you know? Like you don't have to love it, but maybe you're open to trying new things and going with me to the gym and, you know, going and explore some yummy food, but yeah. (laughs) definitely balance is key okay I have some questions on like that I want your opinion on I still get lots of questions on intermittent fasting and I want to hear your take on it like particular for both women and men because I know I feel like they have different effects on both women and men right so intermittent fasting is is interesting um so there's a lot of studies and it kind of goes either way, right? Like you hear a lot of studies that they're like, it's great for weight loss and, you know, a hormone healing, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a lot of studies that are like, actually, it kind of messes with your hormones and it really doesn't 
help and it kind of can get really restrictive um and it's like another just fancy way to starve yourself so my thought process is if it works for you great but it's not something I typically recommend Mm -hmm. um especially because a lot of my clients that come in they're already under eating so when you're restricting windows of times of you to eat and you're already someone who struggles to eat enough, like you kind of need those extra hours of daytime to eat. Um, So that's one thing. And also it's actually, the studies of it, like for intermittent fasting is kind of what people don't understand is like, usually they think that you have to restrict your eating or like, you know, stop your fasting um, from like the windows of like when you're going to bed to about like 11 o'clock yeah and then you start eating from like 11 to 7 or whatever the the fasting and non-fasting window is when actually there's a lot of studies that prove that if you eat from like when you wake up at like six or seven and then you stop your eating around like four or five like that's supposed to be like what the actual window of intermittent fasting is like you stop eating or you start eating earlier in the day and stop eating later in the day earlier in the day yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> your fasting window is actually like more towards like late afternoon, early evening. Yeah. Well, and that would how it works like better for your metabolism and dieting purposes and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like diet culture has made it the opposite. So you're not even getting the full benefits of what intermittent fasting is supposed to be. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've never even heard of that before, but that kind of makes sense to me too, because again, in Brazil, it's like people eat earlier through the day. So their heaviest meal is lunch. And then for dinner, they usually have like a super salad, like something light before they go to bed. And it's supposed to like help you sleep better, I think. Um, But like what I, the research that I found that I think clicked in my head the most was like, back in ancient times when people used to have to not ancient times but a very long time ago when we had to hunt for our food every meal like the men were the people going to do that so they were the ones that had to intermittent fast in a way because they were hunting all day but the women were home cooking they they had the abundance or whatever was left from the day before so they always had the access to food so that's like how our ancestors were being fed does that make sense kind of yeah yeah and I mean I think it as long as you're getting like your your daily caloric intake in yeah if you want to get it fast that's fine um but honestly I feel like it is very hit or miss and oftentimes it can lead to a little bit more restrictive eating um so that's simply why I don't recommend it to my clients and again it's not like really gonna make or break your weight loss goals if you do decide to do it yeah um, I feel like so many yeah oh yeah I was just saying like same thing with like how I was saying like you have to stop eating earlier in the day yeah it really doesn't matter what time you eat like if you were to eat really really late at night like dinner you had at nine o'clock you're not gonna you know all of a sudden gain weight or you know it's gonna mess up your progress because you still were eating the amount of calories you're supposed to as long as you're not eating and then going straight to bed because that can kind of mess with your digestion and that's not fun when you wake up super constipated but yeah. <laughs> besides that it's always time to eat it yeah oh that's awesome I feel like so many people have that question and another one I still get asked is keto do you have opinions on keto I know so but the thing is like all these answers come down to it depends because yeah. I know people that have like certain I don't know like if they're struggling with obesity or something like that in that realm, that keto could be better for them. But I want to hear your take on it. So keto is the bane of my existence because <laughs> it's something that, um, yeah, I have talked about a lot on my page. So the ketogenic diet was actually made for children with epilepsy. So people, oh. so kids who have seizures. Um, so there's something in the scientific just realm of like when you put yourself in a a state of ketosis for kids it was supposed to help minimize the amount of seizures that they had and I can go to the nitty-gritty of that but I won't um (laughs) no that's interesting you can get granular if you would like (laughs) so I mean basically that's who 
that guy was made for. Yeah. Um, so people who are typically epileptic, epileptic are the ones who should be on that type of diet. Also, there's been a lot of studies recently um, for individuals who have type 2 diabetes that it's supposed to be really helpful for them. Um, but if you don't really fall into those types of categories, it doesn't really do much for you. Again, it's all dependent on what works best for you. But typically, people who see rapid weight loss with the keto diet, you're most likely putting yourself in some type of caloric deficit, right? You're cutting out carbs. And it's not because you're cutting out all these carbs that you're just losing weight. No, you're probably just reducing your intake of calories, which is why you're seeing a lot of weight loss. Yeah. Also, typically people who do the keto diet, they see rapid weight loss, but then as soon as they kind of go back to their old ways, because it really is not sustainable, um, the weight kind of comes back. And then you're like, oh, it's because I had a carbs back in. No, it's because you stopped restricting as many calories. Um, and also what people are seeing now too in studies is that the people who do keto diets are actually starting to see a lot more like heart disease and heart issues because uh-huh. <laughs> when you're on the keto diet, you're eating a lot of like That's high awesome. sodium, you know, uh, meats like bacon and steak and, you know, yeah, lots of fats and cheeses. Like that's kind of where majority of your intakes coming from. So obviously that's a lot of high saturated fats and like salt and stuff like that. That's going to give you a lot of heart issues. Oh my (laughs) goodness. Yeah. Wow. There's just so many. Okay. So with, I have a question. So someone that's coming to you and they have PCOS. Okay. What do you do with them? Do you give them macros? What kind of diet would you tell them to do if they're like brand new and maybe like their diet right now is like an iced coffee is all they had all day until four o'clock and then they go to like Chick-fil-A and get like a sandwich and then they go to bed like someone like that because you know that's a lot of people in this world like I have a lot of friends that have an iced coffee and it's six o'clock and they're like all I've had today is an iced coffee and I'm like what in the world (laughs) but yeah for I don't know it doesn't even have to be um we can get into PCOS after I just feel like that type of person could also be someone that's struggling with that yeah so that one that literally used to be my life like I'd be iced coffee until like three and then like okay maybe it's time for food now um so typically with people like that um one I would recommend probably bringing your calories up I think that's first and foremost. So typically when you're under eating, you're causing a lot of harm to your body. So when you're in a calorie deficit, there's some level of stress happening to your body. And some stress to our body is good. Like we need a little bit of stress. Mm -hmm. But over time, when you're putting your body in a chronic state of stress, you're messing with your hormones a lot more. And typically when you have PCOS, your hormones are already imbalanced and we're causing a lot more issues. Mm -hmm. So typically what I'll do with clients is we'll put them in a reverse diet to bring their calories up to maintenance. That's like step one has to happen. Um, and a lot of times people are freaking out because they're like, well, I'm trying to lose weight. And it's like, well, honey, you cannot lose weight. If your calories are already super, super low, we can't cut them any, any, any lower. lower. Like we got to bring them where we can go back down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is what you're eating, right? That's mm-hmm. super, super important. Um, yes, there's room for balance, but we really want to try to focus majority of your diet to be whole foods and you know just trying to even get more like fruits and veggies in just to kind of get some more vitamins and minerals in and like those micronutrients because that's super important Mm -hmm. and focusing on like healthy fats and lean sources of protein like all all the things that we probably always talk about um and I feel like those two majority of the time are the things that help the most like super simple swaps like that Mm -hmm. um and the other thing that I'll do with them is just looking at their activity level, because I feel like a lot of times too, people with PCOS come in over exercising. And when you're over exercising, um, you're causing again, a lot of stress to your body. Yes. We want to move our body. We want to, you know, get ourselves to be a little bit more active. We want to find that sweet spot because there's a fine line between not exercising enough and then over exercising. So we, we kind of got to like listen to your body and find that sweet spot that works best for you. Mm-hmm. And typically for a lot of clients, that's like three to five times a week, like max five times that they want to be working out. Yeah. Weight training too. Weight training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love weight training with the step goal. Like, you know, yeah, and it's, it's the most like effective and Perfect. simple thing to do. And I typically don't give a lot of my, 
PCOS clients a lot. Yeah. I guess I try to do, you know, low intensity cardio, like getting your steps in or incline walking or even cycling, like something just a little bit more chill. If you're getting your steps in, maybe we're getting the heart rate up, but we're not being overly exertive and crazy about it. (laughs) Definitely. And do you have any vitamins or supplement must-haves for Maybe we can talk about um, a regular client yourself and then more of those PCOS endometriosis clients that are coming to you as well. Um, yeah, just basic vitamins or supplements. I know you have to get it from your food sources primarily, but these <laughs> supplements can definitely help. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's hard to like generalize it just because, again, everyone's so specific and individualized. Um, and typically, I don't recommend any supplements because, if again, if you're eating a pretty balanced diet, you, you don't really need it um, unless you're deficient in something specific. So personally, for me, the couple of supplements that I take, one is a grains powder um, that has a probiotic in it just because I have a lot of gut issues and um, just a lot of... Can, issues with my bowel movements. I'm sorry, I talk about poop all the time, guys. So I don't No, it's okay. I call my morning poop the I, I actually listened to this on a podcast one time but it's like your morning conference call. Yeah. Like everyone has their morning conference call. Some are a bit or, a bit longer or shorter than others, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean I I can eat like all the fiber in the world and like do all the things and I still kind of have some issues with being regular. So a greens powder and like having a probiotic really does help me keep that consistency. Yeah. Um, so I'll take that. I typically take a vitamin D3 um, until like about the summertime when I'm getting enough of that from the sun. But like during the winter months, when it's a little bit more gloomy outside, especially because I suffer with seasonal depression, um, that's something that I'll typically take. And then magnesium for bed, because it helps me with my insomnia. Those are like the three supplements. And then for probiotics, so I recently went on antibiotics for this like skin issue that I had and the doctor told me that I had to take a specific type of probiotic and I'm pretty sure he said like, he said something about resident something. Do you know the difference between, is it transient? Like a transient probiotic? There's transient and then there's resident. So resident literally says- Those are the two that? Yeah, so it lives in- your body. So that's something that, so there's different kinds of probiotics, like there's spore, there's lactobacillus, there's a lot of different kinds of strains of probiotics that help feed the healthy bacteria in your gut. So transient probiotics are the ones that you typically take to kind of help flush out the bad bacteria and eventually it leaves your body. So typically probably something you're taking like after uh, an antibiotic. And then um, the resident ones is like the ones that you take to kind of live inside your body. Like they're not going to leave. Like they're going to set up shop in your gut. Um, And there's like a whole bunch of different strains. I don't know the top of my head, but that's what the difference is between those two. (laughs) So my, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but say someone struggled with bowel movement and they wanted to add probiotics and they're like, okay, yogurt, like is my Dan and Light and Fit Greek yogurt sufficient, or would you? Is that a transient or resident, or would you recommend like an actual pill form of one? So before I ever recommend a probiotic, I'll always give you a couple of homeworks. One, getting your fiber intake up, getting your water up, making sure we're getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. and making sure we're moving our body and you know kind of getting digestion moving that way. Um, and also just trying to focus on some more whole foods because those are kind of all the things that we got to check off first before we try to add in a probiotic because you're adding in a probiotic, but you're not taking care of the other things. It's kind of like slapping a, a bandaid on a leaky pipe. Like you're only kind of fixing the problem, but like there's still issues with it, right? So yeah. it's like not going to do much for you. Uh, you're basically wasting your money. So doing that first will definitely help you out. Um but yes, there's different types of probiotics in food. And we want to, again, try to focus on like the high quality ones. So Dan and Light and Fit probably doesn't have a whole ton of, of probiotics in it. Something like a, like a plain Greek yogurt um, yeah. is going to have a lot more probiotics in there. Also just like fermented foods like mm-hmm. kefir, sauerkraut, um, kimchi, all of those have a lot of probiotics in them. And then prebiotic foods like Brussels sprouts, strawberries, 
um, asparagus. Those are all those high fiber foods that help to. Yeah. (laughs) Get your conference call moving. How about your opinion on colonics? Because honestly, I didn't know what the heck a colonic was until I started listening to some podcasts and people were talking about it. And they're like glorifying this. And it's low-key sounds like a formal way of like taking a laxative to me, which I don't really like because that was like something that I used to struggle with when I like had a bit of binge eating disorder I wouldn't purge I would do like laxatives instead so then when I'm hearing like these people with big platforms pushing colonics I'm like I don't know about that I just so it's basic it's basically cleaning out your colon so but you have to do it like at the doctor's office or not at the doctor's office but like at a certain office and they like flush it out so maybe that would be like the transient probiotic, but like an actual physical way of doing it. And I'm like, why do they do this? Yeah. So your colon, just like your kidneys and everything else, it flushes out itself. Everything itself. So unless you're someone who actually has issues with your colon and you've been diagnosed with something, you probably don't need to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was thinking. I guess what they said on the... um like on the platforms that I've heard this because it's I wouldn't have mentioned it if it was only one I've heard this probably yeah. 10 times because I listen to a lot of podcasts but basically they were saying that even though you go to your morning conference call and you you know go poo throughout the day like there's always a little bit left over so they like do it maybe every three months to just get that leftover gone it just seemed very odd to me so it seems odd to you too right I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy no, you're not crazy. That's that's weird. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, let's pivot. I want to talk a little bit more about you. Okay, so you have like a little work-life balance happening over there, and I want to hear your morning slash night routine during the week. Like while you're working, you're working from home, so I kind of want to hear what that um, sounds like. Yeah, so that's ideally. Ideally. Yeah. To, yeah. to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I am someone who is like a classic overstressor, and I stress myself out for stuff that I probably don't even need to be stressed out about. So having a routine is like my savior because if I don't have a routine, I'm gonna lose it. Mm-hmm. So right now, my routine looks like wake up about four forty five ish. I've been really bad with this this week, I think, because it's like post period. So I digress. Yeah, um, but four forty five, wake up to get to the gym by like 5 or 5.15. And then I work out from like 5-ish to about 6-ish. Mm-hmm. And then home, shower, get ready, even if it's just like put on a cute outfit and do something with my hair. Um, and then I'll make breakfast, I'll take my greens, and then I'll do a little bit of journaling, and then I start my day and get some work done. Um, And then I make sure that I try to schedule in some breaks throughout the day too, because that's super important. Um, I feel like a lot of people struggle with this from like working from home because you're in an office job, you have like scheduled breaks and a lunch Mm -hmm. break and stuff like that. But when you're working from home, you don't have anyone to tell you when to take a break. And it can be really easy just to dial in on the work. And then you're like, oh shoot, it's four o'clock and I haven't eaten anything all day. What I've been doing is time blocking on my iPad. So I kind of give myself windows of time throughout the day of like, okay, you know, 10 to 11, I'm doing this. 11 to 12, I'm taking a lunch break and doing some social media stuff. So basically breaking my day up like that just kind of helps me to stay on track. That way, one, I'm not getting distracted and just scrolling on my phone all day. Um, But also that way I'm taking necessary breaks throughout the day. So I'm not just staring at a computer and overwhelming myself. And then after I'm kind of done with the day around like five-ish and kind of when it starts to cool down a little bit too, just because it's getting hot here, um, we'll go on a walk with the dogs. That way I get my steps in and not being a couch potato all day because I'm sitting at a desk all day. And then my nighttime routine, I eat around like five or six and then we'll start winding down. I'll wash my face, put pajamas on, I'll take my magnesium. 
Um, and then I typically will plan out my day for the next day, the night before. So I kind of just time block my day really fast. And then usually by like 8.30 or 9, I try to get off of my electronics and put something on the TV like, that I've seen a million times, like The Office or Bob's yeah. Burgers, <laughs> just to start uh, winding down. And then typically I'm asleep by like 9.30 or 10. Yeah. Um, we have very similar routines. Yeah. it's very similar I wake up around well I do I always think that my morning routine starts the night before like I think that's huge like making sure that I plan out my day even if it's just a rough draft I mean Mm -hmm. right now it's a little weird because I have to be very flexible because school just ended I have a job coming up I have online coaching I have this going on I have certain brand clubs I have to do so every single day looks really different which I personally don't like that like I kind of like a uniform Monday through Friday like I like the consistency so at this moment of time I'm kind of like my head's kind of falling off um but I'm trying my best and I think the night before time blocking helps me too um but yeah I go to bed I'm in bed always by nine on a Monday through Friday and then I wake up around 5 36 first thing I want to do is get to the gym but sometimes I journal first it kind of depends how I feel I've been off pre-workout are you are you doing pre-workout I I drink the Alani new energy drinks that's like the only one I'll drink um because pre-workout even the stim free ones Man, just make me feel cracked out. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been drinking it for a little while. I actually tried matcha for the first time today, um, but we can talk about that. Matcha. Do you really? Okay, I need your I matcha. matcha. Okay, I can't forget what I was going to say before, but I need your matcha recipe really quick because mine I came out weird. Oh, you do? I have a real, yeah, that I did a while back. Okay, so maybe the day that this launches, we'll put it on the story. Yeah. Okay, I need to remember to do that. But m- the matcha that I made today, it was really yummy, but I don't have that whisk thing, and my frother was out of batteries. So I got, mm-hmm. like, a little crumble of the matcha, and it really put me off. So <laughs> I have to try yeah, again. Do it in, like, a protein shaker, too. Oh, that's smart. Like the, the yeah. Thing, you know, thing. Yeah, yeah that would be smart. Yeah. And then, oh, this is what I was going to say. Alani New Cosmic Stardust. So freaking good. What f- What do you Oh, you don't like it. Oh, God. What do you like? Do you really? That's the only, that's the only one I don't like because it tastes like grapes. I mean, I don't like grapes. Uh, like, it doesn't grapes taste like grapes. I have never. Oh, my gosh. I actually used to not like people that liked grape-flavored things like lollipops. And now I'm that person. Now I'm not kind of sent to me. I'm like, Ugh. I am obsessed with that. Okay, so which one do you like? Um, okay, so I would say all time favorite is the Hawaiian shaped ice. Okay, I have to try I it. I like a top three, and then it, it goes, it's a tie right now between um, the cherry slush and that Addison Ray flavor, the strawberry pop. That one is good. I've tried that one. That one's really good. I want to try yeah. the new one, the like red, white, and blue rocket popsicle one. I want to try. Yeah. I'm gonna find that and try. The, the my like third favorite is the tropical one. It's like almost like tastes like a pina colada ish. Okay. It's really good. We love I that. Try that new one. I had to try the um. Oh, they only sold it in Seven Eleven. I forget the flavor of it, but it looks so good. Is it, it the was, like dreamsicle or something like that? Oh, like, dreamsicle. Oh, the creamsicle, the Libby Christensen yeah. collab one? I think so, yeah. They only sold it in 7-Eleven, so I can never find it. <laughs> I didn't even know know they sold them there. Maybe I'll go check today. I love Libby. I want to I wanna support her. I'll go look for it. <laughs> um, you find it, let me know how it is. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Okay, so you have that before you work out, but you don't eat before you work out at 5, right? I don't typically eat before I work out just because, one, I'm already dragging myself to the gym and I'm usually not hungry by then. Um, but also just just personally for me, like when I eat before I work out, I get really nauseous. Mm-hmm. So I don't, especially because I already have a sensitive stomach, which is it, it's not for me. But I, I eat immediately after the gym. Like I have to or else I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. When I was going to the gym, when we were – Maybe we can talk about this a little. When we were, when I was working with that coaching company, um, mm-hmm. and I had to go to the gym at like four thirty a.m. to be able to fit everything into my day, I wouldn't eat before that. Um, 
but now I go at like 6 37 and I always have like some sort of carb before especially on a leg day or else I'm like really hungry but I don't know for me like if I wake up at six or earlier like five anything I like don't need food I don't know if that's like a weird self-clock thing but if I wake up at like 5 45 and going to the gym I'm like okay I don't need to eat but if it's six o'clock 15 minutes later I'm like okay I need a snack (laughs) yeah no that it's very normal and I feel the same way too like if I go later in the day for the gym I'm definitely eating before but if it's just early like my body is like barely even awake by the time I get to the gym so typically I don't but I always recommend to my clients that they do so I should probably practice like preach yeah yeah (laughs) I'm always like at least have a banana (laughs) yeah I mean I I could definitely get like a rice cake or a rice crispy treat I just need to be better at it yeah because my my workouts would probably be so much better if I ate something I'm just lazy and it's already a struggle for me to get to the gym that early so like baby steps (laughs) yeah what is your current workout split so Mondays is hammies and glutes. Tuesday is back and buys. Wednesday is chest. Thursday is quads. And then Friday is shoulders and abs. Ooh. I might switch it up. I think I'm going to switch it up next week, though. I think I'm going to combine my shoulder and chest days and then make Fridays like a cardio and abs day like a push day on Wednesday and then a card that's a split that I used to follow a lot but what I would do is I would do the cardio and abs day in the middle of the week like I would do it on Wednesday because I found when I put it on Friday I was more likely to skip it I don't know why I would just be like yeah I'd be like I got four I hit all my body parts already I'm fine and then I switched it to Wednesday and I like didn't miss it once and I was like okay Julie you cracked the code (laughs) Um, and I always schedule my like most sweaty workout days. So my typically my leg days, I make my leg days Mondays and Thursdays because those are my hair washing days. Oh, smart! And I get like the most sweaty, so I'm like trying to figure out when I want to do cardio because I'm like, well, I don't want to do it right before a wash day because I'm like, my hair's gonna be gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, the hair is so complicated with us, Girl isn't it? Issues. Yeah, literally. <laughs> your workouts around your hair oh my gosh I'm like I like give up at this point I've washed my hair three days in a row because it's humid and hot here and I just like I have a lot of hair so I just hate the feeling of being dirty in bed so I always just like wash my hair anyways even if I don't put shampoo and conditioner in it I'm like at least I need to wash away the sweat you know yeah I know my hair is super thick and I'm waiting for the summer because I know it's gonna be the same thing like I'm gonna be like forget it there goes all my my progress with my hair yeah (laughs) that's awesome okay so I want to talk about coaching so how are you liking coaching on your own what made you want to leave a a platform that you were at without giving away the I know I never want to talk bad about anyone but I want to I want to get into it because I feel like a lot of aspiring coaches listen to this and I want them to know that they're able and capable of doing it on their own and they don't need to be um, kind of taken advantage of in the process. So kind of just like making awareness around that is important to me because I want them to learn from maybe mine slash our, not mistakes, but growth points, you know? So when I started with that company, I feel like it it definitely was a blessing in disguise because I was at a really low point. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, you know, lost my job from the pandemic. So it was, you know, a year of me trying to find a job. And I mean, again, like I'm super qualified. So finding a job, like what should have been easy was definitely not really easy. So Mm -hmm. when this opportunity came to me, it was like just really perfect timing. And I don't regret at all, you know, doing what I did like it was really great and it was a lot of great experience because I did try doing my own type of coaching like before when I first got out of school (laughs) like back in maybe 2018 or something like that um and I was not successful and I just it was because I was new and I didn't you know really know like how to operate like the back end stuff and and anything like that so it was definitely a great learning opportunity um but just eventually my you know like just goals and 
um, what I believed in just didn't align with that company anymore. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go off on my own. Um, I just felt really ready. I felt like I learned everything I needed to. Um, and I felt like there was a lot of things that I wanted to do differently. So yeah, that's why I went off on my own and it's been really just great. I mean, like getting to do what I want to do with my clients and, you know, like teaching them, the way I want to teach them being a little bit more hands-on because I'm a very like hands-on I want you to learn and I want you to learn all of this you can be successful so you can really go off on your own and mm-hmm. do this forever and like never have to meet someone again like I would be doing my job right if you never had to hire another coach again and you were successful forever and kept your results so that is like my number one goal with all of my clients um so what I do now is you know very hands-on learning like I want you to learn I walk you through all of your like nutrition and everything like that so that you can get better um and I wasn't able to do that before especially with having like 70 to 80 clients there was no way that I could be as hands-on as I am now um I was you know extremely burnt out and exhausted and now there's a lot of time freedom and I can do things on my own terms and yeah I don't have to answer to anyone it's great. <laughs> you're a boss and you're glowing. I could tell. I dude, yeah, that was a lot of stress. Okay, speaking of like stress and balance, you kind of talked about during your daily routine how you try to like stay away from like scrolling on TikTok and like, you know, just social media in general, but I do you find it hard like since half of your job is social media to have boundaries surrounding that? Like my screen time when I see it on Sundays, I'm like holy crap, like, my eyes are gonna burn and fall out of my head, like, do you create boundaries surrounding that, like, okay, this is work time, this is, like, answering DM time, this is doing outreach, this is doing brand deals, how do you go about doing that, and then even as, like, a regular consumer, I'm doing, like, air quotes, like, how do you set those boundaries, too? (laughs) Yeah, so, um, Typically, I have specific check-in days with my clients, so, and they're, like, between certain windows. So, those check-in days, I have an app on my phone for the Pomodoro method. method. Um, So, it gives me a timer for, like, a 25-minute time block timer. So, I turn that on, and basically, it times you for 25 minutes, and then it gives you, like, a 5 or a 15-minute break in between. Um, But with using that timer, you can't exit out of the app or else the timer will split. It starts like beeping at you and then it will stop if you don't return to the app within three seconds. So that helps me to not look at my phone and like answer notifications or messages because then I'm like gonna lose my my spot of where I was at. Um, So it really helps me like stay super focused. Wait, what is the app? This is amazing. This is groundbreaking. um, I need that. It's called Pomodoro To Do. Okay, I'm writing that down. Everyone write that down with me. We all need that. You're lying to yourself if you don't think you need that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's free, too. Like, it's a free app, so anyone can download it and use it. But it is great. (laughs) Well, I do, like, a man-made Pomodoro method. Like, I look at the clock, and I'm like, okay, in 25 minutes, I get a break. But that could make me, like, go onto Instagram and start answering DMs for, like, three hours. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's been three hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm super all over the place and, like, spacey, so yeah. if I, like, I can, you know, do a million things at once, and then, like, nothing will get done. Like, I try to multitask, and it just, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I have to focus, that's why I time block, because I do everything in blocks so that I don't forget anything. Um, so that helps me to stay off my phone, and then um, I try to like schedule a certain amount of time in my day to post on socials, like post on my stories and actually, you know, post whatever I'm posting for that day and answering DMs and stuff like that. Um, so that's super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I make sure again, that I get off of my phone at a certain time every night. That way I can actually get to bed because again, I suffer from really bad insomnia. So if I'm on my phone, like, like even right before bed, I'm for sure going to have a really hard time sleeping. Um, And then usually on the weekends, I'm not on social media. Like, Mm -hmm. Saturday, you're not going to see me probably post on my stories at all. Unless I'm, like, out doing something fun, Mm -hmm. um, I might, you know, post here and there. But typically the weekends, I take 
a break from social media. Um, I might, you know, film a couple of things here and there, but typically I'm like very unplugged on the weekends. Yeah. I Right now I'm giving myself Saturday. <laughs> it's a fun time on Saturday, but it's almost like hard. And I notice that I'm like not addicted, but drawn to it. Like I'll be doing something. I'm like, oh, when you post this? And then I'm like, no, wait, it's Saturday. Maybe I'll take a picture of it and show them like tomorrow. It's like really maintain that boundary, but it's definitely not easy. Yeah, no, I am really working my hardest to just distance myself from social media because, again, like, I'm someone who suffers from mental health issues, and so I notice that the more that I'm, like, scrolling and comparing and stuff like that, like, it's really easy for me to have that downward spiral, Um, especially TikTok, man. Like, TikTok, I'm so addicted to now. I was really against TikTok when it first came out. Like, I'm not even going to download the app. Like, forget it. That's just, you know, another whatever thing for me to have. And now I love it. And like, I can scroll all day and watch all the dog videos ever. Um, so I have to make sure that I give myself breaks. Like that. Yeah. Smart, smart. Okay. What is your go-to Starbucks order? Okay. So I have two. So the first one is like, um, 1% better version of a caramel macchiato. So it's a grande cold brew or a grande iced coffee because sometimes they don't have the cold brew. Um, And then I do three pumps of sugar-free vanilla, one pump of the caramel syrup, and then a light drizzle of the caramel drizzle. Yeah. And then like a splash of almond milk. Is awesome. the, is macchiato the one with a lot of milk though, isn't it? Yeah, typically. So I ask for a oh, excuse me, I ask for a light splash of almond milk. That way, it's not like super milky. Yeah, and again, like a little bit less calories than a traditional macchiato. That's smart. My ex slash situationship um, <laughs> used to get like literally ordered venti caramel macchiato. <laughs> time we went to Starbucks and I would always be like that's a lot of milk <laughs> yeah I mean I don't I don't love coffee like I like it but one I can't drink a whole ton of coffee because it actually makes my anxiety worse mm-hmm. that's why I really like matcha yeah. um but also I just don't love the taste of it like I like mine to be sweet and creamy so <laughs> I'm okay with that and then my other one which I just started getting which is so good it's Again, a grande, either cold brew or iced coffee. And then I'll do two pumps of the sugar-free vanilla and then a pump of the cinnamon dulce syrup and a pump of the white chocolate mocha sauce and then a splash of almond milk. That sounds good. Uh, I'm going to try that. Have you ever had the foam, the vanilla cold foam? That's so good. Oh, my God, you need that. Every time I, so the Starbucks by me always is out of the cold brew. Um, so I think it would be a different Starbucks. And so, yeah, I just, I've never gotten it. Okay. Same thing with the shaken. I know, I think I have gotten the sugar, brown sugar shaken. Espresso? Okay. I don't want it. I, mm, Olivia, like Live Ray Fit on Instagram posted a yeah. version of it. Um, it was good, but I still like, I, I'm like a vanilla coffee person. Like, I love a good vanilla. Um, so that was probably why I didn't love it. But her version was okay. Yeah. It had the cold foam, so I dug that for sure. Yeah. Cool. It wasn't, it wasn't sweet enough for me. So. <laughs> I know. I love a good sweet coffee. Okay. So someone wrote in this week the question of the week, and it is bloating tips for when you're going out. Um, So I think what she meant is like when you go out to eat with friends and maybe like you're going out after like dealing with bloat like that, if that makes sense. Like you go out to dinner, you eat a meal, you start drinking a little and then you go out to out after, but you're really bloated from dinner. I guess she meant tips with that. So do you have any, did any come to mind? So one, that's going to be very normal. Like after you eat, 
especially if you're going out to eat, you're probably having a more like high sodium meal. Um, so definitely making sure that you're probably chugging water in between, especially chugging water in between alcoholic drinks. Um, that's going to kind of one, it's going to probably save you the next day from being super hungover, uh, but also probably save you from being a little bit more bloated. And then also I love taking digestive enzymes with me places. Um, so it's, it's kind of like a probiotic, but a little bit different. So it kind of helps to break down your food. Um, and I like using those when I've had like a more high salty, um, meal, maybe a little bit more alcohol because it kind of just helps to like settle your stomach a little bit. And then also if you can like maybe get some ginger chews or like a ginger tea or something while you're out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause ginger really helps to soothe and settle the stomach. And it's really great for like, if you're feeling extra bloated. Good. Those are good tips. Do you have brands for the digestive enzyme or just um, shoot? There is a specific brand, but I cannot think of it at the top of my head, but I can send you a link. <laughs> we'll, we'll post it the day that this goes out or yeah. maybe we'll put it in the caption. I'll write that down for us. So we won't forget for you guys. Um, but for me, um, what I noticed is when I used to go out and know that I was going like out to a club or a bar after, I would try not to eat a lot at dinner. So I'd have like, like, for example, if we were going to like a sushi restaurant, I'll have like one roll and then just like chug, chug, chug water. And I felt like that recipe like made me more bloated which is really weird like not eating enough and then just having like a ton of water and then when I started like going out and like when I developed this healthy happy lifestyle and would have like a protein carbon fat like with my meal at dinner like a satiating thing like my body was like okay she's eating more normally and like fueling me properly I'll work properly and it was uh cooperating with me more so I feel like that's a big thing like don't purposely under eat because you think it's not going to make you bloated because that in turn might just like do you worse off in, for the night. For sure. So I think having a more balanced meal is mm-hmm. one, it's always the way to go, but making sure you have some substance in you, especially yeah. if you are going to be going out, um, is going to help soak up an alcohol or whatever you're doing yeah. <laughs> because whatever you have doing. some stuff in your stomach. Because obviously alcohol is a lot more um, high acidity so when you have an empty stomach or maybe you didn't eat as much, like there's a lot of acid in your stomach already as it is, it's going to kind of counteract that and make it worse. So having something in your stomach, like especially yeah. something with a good amount of protein, fat and carbs to kind of just soak all that up is going to be really, really great. Um, and then, yeah, just making sure that you're listening to those hunger cues while you're out as well. Like obviously you want to make sure you're eating enough, but maybe you overdo it and maybe you like ate the whole thing you're probably not hungry anymore after like three-fourths of it yeah just looking down you're eating you know maybe taking half of it home for later listening to those hunger cues is super important that way you're not yeah like ready to unbutton your pants at the end of dinner before you go out yeah that's huge I feel like I used to eat really fast and then not realize how full I was because I ate too fast and then be like mm-hmm. in pain so I don't know. I guess make sure you're going out with people that you like too, because then you can just like have conversations throughout your chews, and then that slows you down as well. Whereas like if you're with someone you don't like, you're like, okay, I don't want to talk. I just want to <laughs> eat my food and get out of here, and then that might give you a few issues. Um, but yeah, those are really great tips. So ginger tea, digestive enzymes, slow down, eat a substantial meal. Cool. Favorites of the week. Okay, this can be anything lifestyle related fitness health nutrition beauty whatever you want you can go first we'll each do two so we'll just like bounce back and forth okay so my first ones are those like amazon dupes for the amplify shorts from alphalete they're from like the aurola brand oh my god they're so cute and I don't know how Amazon is getting away with this stuff. They look just like them. I saw your reel and I was like, whoa, uh, Alphalete came out with like different colors or something. And then I looked closer and then read your caption and I was like, whoa, that is wild. Like even some of these Lulu dupes on Amazon blowing my mind and they're like $15, $20. I... I'm blown away. Like they have so many colors and I've, I've honestly stopped buying all of like the expensive versions because these are just as good, nice and way cheaper. I'm like, oh, sure. I mean, especially because they're always sold out too. I'm like, I'll just get these ones. So yeah, 
those have been like my especially i've been trying to get out of my comfort zone to wear shorts to the gym because i yeah. typically don't yeah i feel self-conscious for some reason i've just been doing it and that's good I, I feel like a badass in the gym. I'm like, ooh, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> YOLO. Literally YOLO. My thing with shorts is I have a really hard time finding a pair of shorts that are compressive enough on the waist, but don't, like, squeeze my legs too much. You know, like, I like a good amount of compression in my tummy, but I don't like my legs to be looking like stuffed sausage. I think you really like those because I have the same issue. Like, I have very big, like, thighs yeah. and but so yeah <laughs> those are really nice they they hold you in in the places that you want them to but then everywhere else like feels comfortable and I sized up it might I got a medium in all of them okay okay cool yeah. so my, yeah my other one um was oh my goodness I forgot what I was gonna say do you want me to go oh. first yeah oh. you can go first okay <laughs> I've been loving my salt lamp. It has been giving me the vibes at night. This week, I mean, last week I was in my luteal phase, so I was a B-I-T-C-H all week. And then this week I'm, like, also a B-I-T-C-H because I'm just, like, allergic and super hormonal. But this salt lamp, like, I put it on at night. I shut my lights off. I'll just, like, crawl in bed. I've been watching um, Anatomy of a Scandal. Oh, my gosh. That could be, like, another one of my favorites. But I've been watching that on Netflix. Have you seen it? I haven't watched that one, no. Watch it. It is so good. Oh my gosh. It says we're running out of time again, but we'll be fine this time. Okay, so yeah, salt lamps are just a vibe. And I heard that they clarify like your room. Like they clear the air a little. Yeah, I used to have one, but then it got all messed up because I lived in like a really humid apartment. Uh, yeah, so it like fell apart. So I had to get rid of it, but it was really, really nice having it. Definitely. Um, okay, so my, my other favorite um, was actually a makeup product. So, or it's two makeup products combined, because um, I've been trying to do my makeup a lot more again, like trying to get cute for myself. Yeah. So I've been combining the Say Beauty, like, glowy, oh my goodness, what is it called? It's like a glow gel. It's called glowy super gel in the shade star glow by say beauty and i've been mixing it with the charlotte tilbury um foundation so like it's like it's not really a foundation but it's kind of like a foundation it's just very a very glowy base but i've just been doing that without any foundation and just adding concealer in the spots that i need to and it has been making my skin look like i got eight hours sleep drink all my water don't have any blemishes like just beautiful that's awesome. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the Charlotte Til- Tilbury flawless whatever. I suck at makeup. <laughs> I like have only rare beauty because I like pick one thing and then I just stick to it. Like I'm like that with skincare. With skincare right now, I'm only using uh, what is it called? It's like the CEO cream. Um, not. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Do you know what that's called? Oh, sugar. I forget what the brand name is. Okay, guys, I just paused you really quick. It's Sunday Riley's. That's like, I've been using Sunday Riley's for my face and then um, Rare Beauty for my makeup. But maybe it would be better if I like kind of mix it up a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I always have like used the same products for my face because I have really sensitive skin. So I don't usually like dabble out of anything. Like I use all Tula for my skincare. I love Rare Beauty, by the way. They have some really great stuff. But I've been seeing the Charlotte Tilbury for years now. And it's always out of stock. So yeah. you know a product is good when like they never could restock it. So it finally came back in stock. So I was like, I need to get it right now. And well worth the hype. Like it's not a foundation. Yeah. So don't try to use it as a foundation. It's just more for, like a glowy base. But, yeah, if you want that glow. Charlotte Tilbury. Okay, you guys heard it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go to Sephora after this and get it. No, just kidding. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. Tomorrow. I, like, already have my pajamas on. I put my pajamas on at 3.30 today, 3.30 p.m., and I was ready for bed. I did my night skincare routine, and I was like, I'm not leaving my house anymore. I might as well. I'm here for it. If I wasn't going somewhere tonight, I would be in pajamas already. Yeah. You look cute. I have to be special today Yes, that'll be fun. Okay, my last favorite is my mid-afternoon walks with Quinn. They usually have no, not I guess like just afternoon. They happen around two, three o'clock, and we'll do a loop. 
We do definitely have to get her a trainer, though, because she is getting bigger and, like, super strong. Have you seen pictures of her? Yeah, she's so strong. Anytime she sees a bird, like, she'll be really good. Even with other dogs, humans, she'll be great. But a bird, like, attack mode. And I'm like, Quinn, you cannot do this. She's, like, ripping my hand off the leash. And, yeah, we'll have to get her a trainer. I, like, keep telling my mom, and my mom's like, I don't want anyone touching my dog but me. And I'm like, Mom, we are not in the 1950s. You have to get a dog trainer. Highly recommend. I have a husky. I don't know, Summer. She is three now, and she pulls so much on her leash. Like, I can get, like, the prong collar and everything. And she's just a sled dog. Like, she's like, I'm ready to go. And she sees another bird or something else. She's like, squirrel. This, that, oh my gosh. Did you get her trained or no? I didn't get her trained because I got her, like, right before the pandemic. Oh. It was, was, like, a couple months before the pandemic. So, like, we were going to train her and it never happened. And now here we are. She's a really good dog, but her leash manners are awful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And they're strong. Like, Quinn's a German shit. Like, those are strong dogs. Anywho, I definitely need to get that. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast can you pimp yourself out first tell everyone where they can find you tiktok instagram all that good stuff yeah so one thank you for having me um so you guys can find me my handle is at holistic um and you can find me the same one for instagram and tiktok or you can visit my website at www.holisticlist.com that's awesome very uniform all around we love it brand (laughs) yeah that is a brand honestly i love that name and her instagram so aesthetic guys you gotta go take a peek but yeah thank you so much and uh we will talk we'll talk soon where we are bffs and i'm gonna come to california soon to visit you oh my god please do i need to take you to all the spots because yeah (laughs) yeah i'm excited okay bye guys